0: Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Ruth is Stranger Than Fiction. In the episode you're about to hear, we're returning to the story of poor Maria Martin, um, or as it's otherwise often known, the murder in the red barn. Uh, If you remember, William Foxy Corder, the CAD himself, has um, been arrested for the murder of poor Maria, burying her body in the barn, and now he's heading to trial. In the episode today, then, we're going to hear um, about That trial itself, what happened at the trial and what happened afterwards, which is quite grotesque. Uh, and very peculiar so I hope you'll enjoy it. I certainly do. Just a quick note as well um, because of course by now we're all in in quarantine because of the dreaded C word. This episode was recorded a few weeks back so it was recorded before we were all um, banned from going out so do not worry Um, I wasn't risking my safety, the safety of my guests or indeed the safety of society at large. It was all above board. It does mean that from now on for a little while we won't be able to record quite our usual sessions but I have got some plans afoot um so have a listen at the end of the episode and I'll give a little bit more information about that as well all right then enjoy hearing about the trial of William Corder okay everyone settled down are you all settled with your new punch okay so the trial this is the next part of our story the trial was held in August 1828 15 months after Maria's disappearance It was held at the Assizes in Bury St. Edmunds. Hmm. Yes. Um, You can imagine the frenzy to get entrance to the courthouse. Especially when you're full of punch. But yes... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they were all punched up. By this point, they've had all the stories when he was arrested at the end of April. And then in subsequent months, updates. This is what's coming out. This is what's being investigated. This is when the trial's going to be held. This is blah, 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 blah. So by the time the date of the trial actually arrives, there's like a huge public frenzy to see what's happening and to be in the courtroom to have a look. Um, the trial was to begin on the 4th of August, and even from July, the boarding houses of Berry St Edmunds began to fill up mm. with people coming to the town to try and see the trial and catch a glimpse of William Corder and to hear the evidence that was given against him.
1: That's crazy, so many people do. Yeah, but there was no TV. I suppose it's like waiting outside the Big Brother house.
0: <laughs>
1: I suppose. <laughs> Who does that? People on TV, I've seen Oh, them. well, Yeah. You know, when the first one was on in the 90s, we watched it on TV in the pub and people were standing
0: outside waiting to see them with signs. I suppose that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Um, so many people had come to the town. When it came to the trial itself, they were like, okay, this, we can't just open the doors. This is going to be a... a, a stampede. An absolute stampede. So they ticketed entrance to the courtroom. And this really pissed off the uh, local people. Because they wanted to be... Yeah, because they were like, mm. at last, something really exciting is happening. And all these outsiders coming in. How did you get a ticket? I think maybe first come first served, or did you maybe have to just pay? yeah, I guess. I don't. I don't know that actually, but I would assume where there's demand, someone's going to be making mm. money out of it. I would think somebody's going to say, okay, we can make some money out of this, but I don't know. But also, tickets implies yeah, money yeah. doesn't it? Women were not admitted presumably not allowed, port, not allowed to go to the trial i know presumably because it was thought it would be too gory and there were all these kind of immoral aspects to the we, trial the women would have been too fainty they would have just swooned constantly too it would have been a, a swooning like a mexican wave of swooning women swooning just going fest. back through the court so women went allowed in they actually ended up delaying the start of the trial because there were so many crowds it was all too crazy they didn't hadn't really thought through crowd control they didn't know what they were doing they needed a queuing system. It was unprecedented. When they did finally start the trial, a few days late, it took 30 minutes for the judge and the officials to push their way through the crowds to get into the courtroom. Wow. What? That's ridiculous. Yeah. What? Hundreds Making and hundreds of people. too. you <laughs> You'd think people would let them through because there's no fun without them. I know, but I suppose if you're pushing from behind, yeah. it's hard. That sounds anyway, dangerous. Anyway, the judge was was apparently Shabby. also... Quite pissed off about it I bet he was. So the charge against Corder was murder. The murder of Maria Martin on the 18th of May, 1827.
2: The day that she went off to meet him?
0: Yeah, the very day. He entered a plea of not guilty. Come on! (laughs) (laughs) He is protesting his innocence. His story, basically, he's like, oh, I did meet her, but then we had a bit of an argument and we went our separate ways. So he's changed that from the first story... Which was that she was in Yarmouth, but yeah, you know, well, how's he explaining all the letters? Well, he's not bothering. He's he's saying different things at different times. He's got inconsistencies. He's panicked. Yeah, he's probably panicked. He shouldn't have made it so complicated. He really complicated things, didn't he? That's the thing. I what I think is, if you're going to do something like this, you need to keep it simple. Just tell one big lie. I didn't kill anyone, and everything else tell the truth about. Yeah. So don't say oh I she's in Yarmouth I'm here or she wrote you a letter but you didn't get it. Just say I don't know I don't know anything about it.
2: Or that we got married.
0: Well, yeah, cuz pres- that can be disproven, can't it? There's no record of that. No. So. And then he'd have done bigamy. Yeah, actually when um he was first arrested when he was boiling the eggs, his new wife thought <laughs> on the egg day yeah the uh, the infamous egg (laughs) the egg day of reckoning um his new wife thought that he was being arrested for bigamy because she didn't realize at first what it was for she thought it was something to do with having a having a wife somewhere else
2: oh if only she hadn't gone into that pastry shop on that day if only
0: she hadn't needed to buy some suet pudding and just hadn't seen that bloody advert
1: I also feel sorry for the people. If you, I suppose, the boarding house isn't like a hotel, is it? You like there long term, but still, I would expect a better service than someone in their dressing gown
0: boiling me some eggs. <laughs> <laughs> but I imagine it was a swanker's dressing gown, like no, a silky but still, one.
2: He was very precise, though. So I mean, that's if you a high see a picture of him
0: egg. with his little round glasses and his short stature and his sort of slightly curly hair, you could imagine him in a sort of a, quite okay. a nice dressing gown. Do you know, I bet he did a few, because he was quite a charmer and he was quite, mm-hmm. you know, had a quite a a sly but manipulative manner. So I imagine they were all having a bit of a joke. He was telling some funny stories. I don't know, it just sounds like sleazy eggs to me. It sounds like what? Sleazy eggs. <laughs> sleazy eggs? Well,
1: you
2: yeah, know, he's sleazy. <laughs> he's doing your eggs. I don't want to sound sleazy like your eggs. I think that he sounds like a control man. Hmm. All about the control.
0: What, just saying, right, the eggs have been in one minute, that's enough. You've got to yeah. report. He, he doesn't let the even eggs well. the eggs go over by two he's seconds. He's taking it out on the egg. He's, anyway, he's saying not guilty. Don't know anything I about think it. Joe's right about the crazy juice. It is crazy juice. <laughs> i not at all. I think that sometimes just when we're drunk, you say it's crazy juice, but what's happened is we've just <laughs> drunk some alcohol.
1: But this, this is fast acting. Yes,
0: that's what she means fast acting crazy juice. It's like an ibuprofen advert.
1: Because we drank that beer slowly and then that was just... Yeah, we did. We were
0: pacing ourselves. And then we stuffed (laughs) this in. I'd warned you it's a long story and we were trying to pace ourselves quite well. And now, as we ramp up, just shoving in that punch. (laughs) Oh, Okay, so first the prosecution present their case. It feels a bit
2: funny to be drinking punch during a murder trial.
0: Well, <laughs> I'm sure the ticketed people that had entered the galley they would be were for sure. Out a punch. I bet if they could. Because oh, they I were treating it like sold. entertainment. Yeah. They were treating it as entertainment. You could
2: have a sip from a punch ladle.
0: And I'm not saying we're any better. Because look, we're doing it as entertainment now.
2: Oh, dear.
1: Think about that. At least the distance of time makes yeah. us feel
0: less. We've got the distance of time, haven't we? Lucky. But yeah, think about that, everyone.
1: My punch is sad. Katie's
0: thinking, and now she's, she's she looks regretful. if you want to read every single thing that happened in the trial Curtis's book has it all I don't no one does (laughs) it's too much you tell us I'm going to just boil it down to a few key points do a recap I will exactly that so something I found really interesting and quite strange was the discussion of the means of death Mm. i.e. how she was killed Mm. how did she die because her body was in quite an advanced stage of decomposition when it was dug out of the floor, it was very difficult for the coroner to ascertain what had actually caused the death. They had a few possibilities to work with. There were some different wounds on her body. Oh. Firstly, it was possible that she'd been shot. Shot? Yeah, shot. Oh, we had pistols in the egg house. Exactly. The egg house did have a pair of pistols made in Ipswich. I mean, that doesn't matter. That's just that's a detail, isn't it?
2: But well,
1: they're Finland pistols. They discovered a pair of
0: pistols amongst his belongings at the boarding house. Um, and there were also uh, wounds to her head and skull, which could have been consistent with being shot. Were there okay. bullets?
1: Or is it too long?
0: Uh, I don't think they found any bullets. But I don't know. But they, I mean, who knows what they were looking for. Um, however, there were also cuts to her clothing which suggested she might have been stabbed. And in particular, there's a specific reference to her being stabbed between the fifth and sixth ribs on the left side of her body. So that must have been quite a specific area. So they thought, okay, so maybe she got stabbed in this side of her body. Corder was known to own a short sword, which could have been used for such an attack. Was that in the egg house too? The sword was not in the egg house, but um, in interviews with people in the town... They said, oh, we know he did have this sword. He'd had it sharpened.
2: God. Oh,
0: heck. Um, they could have seen this coming if only they'd thought. She could have been stabbed in the ribs and maybe also he, like, stabbed her head. Although, who's stabbing someone in the head? That's crazy.
1: Well, in a rage oh, when you lash out.
0: Yeah. It was also, however, thought that it could have been the wounds in her side and the ribs, maybe, or even the wounds in the head, who knows, were caused by the mole spud. Oh, And they, so they were caused Post-mortem, quite a long time post-mortem yeah, And just the that. damages had taken place When Thomas Martin was trying to dig the body no, he up he did
2: a spudding
0: He spudded her oh, so, so, you know, they were like We can't really tell what, was, what caused the death um, So, in order to cover every possible option The Bill of Indictment against Corder Which is reproduced in Curtis's report Included first count against him he shot her in the head. Second count, he stabbed her in the ribs. Third count, he stabbed her in the head. Fourth count, he stabbed her in the neck. So they're covering all their bases. Yes. There's more. Fifth count, he took hold of the infamous green handkerchief and strangled mm-hmm. her to death. The handkerchief was very tight around her neck and there was evidence of like swelling above where the handkerchief I was. I think that
2: sounds likely. Yeah. D. You, and you then think the
0: that's happened the one. afterwards in the general wear and tear of being dead in the ground. Maybe. Um the fabric yeah was round there really tightly. Uh so you think okay five counts there's more. There's a further four counts in total nine counts in the bill of indictment. Sixth count shot bit in the face. Seventh and eighth counts he attacked her, put her in the hole, uh, and then just threw the earth on top of her, buried alive, oh. and then suffocated. Ninth count stabbed her in the head, neck, and face, strangled her with her handkerchief and buried her. So the last one, they're like everything. We're I just feel throw like it
2: they're not this isn't helping their case, is it?
0: Well, it does seem weird to me because you think, don't you have to present one scenario and argue for that scenario? But what it seems to be saying is that they just went for everything they could because yeah, no, no. then they're like okay well we'll get him on one of them mm. so i don't know so that's crazy isn't it so nine counts mm. against him so that's the defense uh, sorry the prosecution bring all this forward they construct have someone construct a model of the red barn the trial oh, wow. which is brought into the courtroom they mark where the body was found entrances exits all this kind of thing they show where it was in relation to Corders farm in relation to Maria Martin's house um it's made by a local model builder a a craft. craftsman. yeah and uh this is nice Curtis notes that everyone who had seen the barn admired the correctness of this curious epitome of architecture So everyone was like, wow, what an amazing replica this is. Oh, Vin. Vin. Hi, Vin. Hi. Vin, it's the trial. What do you think about the
2: barn model? Mm -hmm. Yeah. two.
0: (laughs) Vin says it was indeed the curious epitome of architecture. Go
2: on then, Vin, Vin.
0: Okay, Vin. Well, (laughs) all right. Um, (laughs) Now... Something else happens, something else is used as evidence at the trial, and when I first read it, I assumed it was a replica, but then I read something else, and now I'm not so sure, so um, (laughs) it says they use, they bring, in addition to the model of the red barn, Maria's head is brought as evidence at the trial. No way. So when I've read that first, that was with the talk about the replica of the barn, and I thought, okay, they've made a model of her head to show the wounds yeah, yeah, and yeah. to show the missing tooth which was used to identify her, all that kind of thing. But then later I read something else that said that her body was exhumed. Wow. Oh, no, because they buried the it way. really quickly after the inquest, but then once they found William Corder and they, they decided they were going to prosecute him... They exhumed the body, so now I think it might have actually been her head.
2: Hopefully, just the skull.
0: I don't know. Yeah, but or it was a model, so I don't know. Because mm. would you actually bring a head into court? Well, I hope not. These days, I'd say no. So I don't know. But who
2: knows? In those times,
0: I couldn't find clarity on on whether it was the head or a model of the head.
1: I suppose what Joe's saying though, if it's a year later, maybe it's a skull. Maybe that's still a bit grim. It's grim, but at least the skull's not the same as a rotting carcass. A soggy
0: head. Yeah. Anyhow, so so the prosecution had, had developed their case very carefully, and they had a lot of evidence. Witnesses were called. Do you remember earlier we discussed the Martins family? Yeah.
1: Yes, Anne and Thomas Thomas.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Basically, all of them gave evidence. Stepmum Anne has got some good evidence to give. Stepmum Anne testified that she had witnessed Corder making arrangements with Maria to meet at the barn, dressed as a man, um, in order to elope to Ipswich. Thomas recounted finding the body and seeing the green handkerchief, mm. yeah. and he told about how he, how he mould-prodded the earth. Her sister Anne told about identifying the body and the missing tooth. And her brother George, Maria's brother George... He's only young. ..just 10 years old, gave evidence that he had seen Corder with both a pistol and, later, a pickaxe on the day of Maria's disappearance. Why didn't you say that previously?
1: Because he's He's so small. And he was nine then. And he's probably her illegitimate child anyway, and he's a bit confused about his mum's sister person. (laughs) They're not the same. No, but I I was thinking that he's... Her child, because she keeps having all these children that she's not. Specific. Oh, hang on! No, 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 so she's no, 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 no,
0: no, no, They've, no, 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 they've no, no. said
1: one's the brother. That's what they used to do. It's Not so East Enders <laughs> or Chinatown,
0: but there's it's quite sweet because not sweet, but um, in the, but the book it's got all the kind of you know the transcript, and so because George is so small, they have to say to him to basically establish does he know what is a lie and what is the truth. So they say to him, um, "If I said to you that we are." I, this isn't it, but I can't remember. But you know, something like if we are standing right now in a field, would that be the truth or a lie? And he says that would be a lie. So they have to establish he if he knows. He knows. Um, they have and to check he's
2: not a wrong one.
0: Yeah. And also, a local woman gives evidence that she, uh, Corder came to borrow a spade from her on the day in question. Oh, <laughs> I mean, come on. She's like, oh, yeah, he just came and asked if he could borrow a spade. He's got no <laughs> a straight form. <laughs> Yeah, so basically it's quite damning. He's got no sense. <laughs> oh, honestly. I know. It, oh. He can boil an egg accurately, but he cannot hide a murder accurately. Well, we don't know how his oh, eggs turned out. That's twice. true, we don't know about those could've eggs.
2: Could have been terrible. Could have been
0: hard as rock. <laughs> but they'd gr- with the yolk had that little grey bit round it. When you've gone wrong with your yolk. Now, um, do you want to open these? I do, but... I. Uh, no, sorry, I've got lemon zest in my mouth. I don't know what we're going to put them in. We're going to put them in these because. because Oh, in our water glasses. In our water glasses. Everyone, drink your water. Drink your
2: water, everyone. Or you put your nabbins in there.
1: Well, that's what I was thinking then. I was we'd rinse season, but, but and I think Chris was better, though. Let's just get rid of the. Oh, I've water.
0: got so much water to drink. I haven't been drinking any Only so far. Only two of us need to do that.
1: That's true. I've got rid of mine.
0: Right. Ugh. It's so hard to down water. Could you. Um, so much harder than to down punch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's a lesson in life for you. That's why the Georgians are drinking punch, not water. Oh,
0: do you remember last time uh, when, well, ages ago now, when we did the Witches of War, boys, and we talked about small beer? Mm. Mm. Also, in where I got the Samuel Smith's cherry beer, they had small beer. Like, really low-alcohol little beers, but they were called small beer. But I thought, I don't want a 1% beer. It's just just watered-down
2: beer, isn't it?
0: I don't know. Because beer
2: is safer than drinking water. Yeah, but not
0: today. No. no. But it, so someone's just being trendy, aren't they? Yeah. What
2: if, is barley wine? I don't
0: know. Very it,
1: strong beer. Oh, is it? Yes, yeah, like 8%. Beer. Check the percent. 10.3. 10.3. Wow. I wasn't going to say that cuz
0: me your glass. <laughs> 10.3. Oh, well, we're sharing them though, it's fine. We It's only we're sharing time. them. It's only 5.5. No. It's 5.125. Cuz we're sharing it. That's how it works, right? That's how alcoholism works. <laughs> Not alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> Percentages. Cheers to alcoholism. Cheers. Okay, now we. So this is bearded nurse barley wine. Okay, strong. Is it strong? Yeah, but we're just
1: going with a bit more, like a because the other drink was a bit too possibly. Ooh la la. For
0: being made in a barn. So now we're going a bit more barn. Ah, it's strong. Okay, the trial only lasted. Ah! <laughs> okay, that's. No, it's nice. I like it. (laughs) The trial only lasted for two days. It's not that long. It's because he's clearly guilty. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The jury deliberated for just 35 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. He was found guilty. Of course. Of course. There was quite a lot of evidence against him. He'd just been so stupid. (laughs) Why did he ask to borrow a spade? Why did he walk around with a pickaxe? Why did he do those things with the letters? Why did he do so much stupid stuff? Oh, William. Now, here it gets interesting. Well, it's interesting already, but here's a, there's a, kind of a really interesting bit that um, will lead us to the last part of our story. The judge sentenced him to be executed by hanging and then for his body to be dissected and anatomised, mm. which we'll come back to. In a moment.
2: Is that an unusual sentence? As in to specifically say that thing will well, happen to you.
0: It turns out at this time it was not unusual. Oh. This was the judgment, executed by hanging, and then anatomized. Corder was led sobbing from the courtroom. I mean, he killed a woman and buried her. Yeah, I don't feel sorry no. for that. I'm not saying you should, I'm just describing what happened. So then he was um he was due to be to be hanged in three days. That was the rule. Unless the third day was a Sunday, in which case you had to wait till Monday you would be hanged 3 days from your trial.
2: <laughs> Cuz you can't hang someone on a Sunday. No, I guess that just
0: seems ridiculous. But, but that yeah. was that was the deal. While he was waiting for his execution in the cold cell, in the cold cell began to chime. Cold cell in Bury St Edmunds. <laughs> the prison chaplain kept going in and saying, "Look, you can only receive repent." not repent exactly but confess confess mm. if you want to be received into the kingdom of heaven you need to confess and say that you you know you regret your your deeds and only then can you start to be absolved the governor of the prison was called mr orange like porridge but without the p Porridge, i like it mr orange kept going in saying, why don't you just confess, you'll feel better, blah, blah, blah. And the last visitor he had was his new wife, Mary Moore. She,
1: oh, God, she just, she stuck by him. I yeah. thought
0: she would have been... Sack him off. I've got a boarding house. It's kind of weird after... Well, by now they've been married for longer, but she's for the majority of that time he's been in prison. And who's looking after the boarding house? The Who guests knows? Are them up. There's eggs all over the place. <laughs> exactly. Hard, hard, grey eggs. <laughs> And his new wife, and she's quite religious, apparently. Well, we might presume so is the prison chaplain, but the wife is. Um, and so she says to him, please confess, then you can repent your sins and you can go to heaven. So at last, on the night before his execution, he gives up protesting his innocence and he writes his confession. Mm-hmm. 11.30, the night before, he's due to hang. In his confession, which I've also read, he claimed that he and Maria had argued... For around forty-five minutes, about where their baby should be buried, the baby that died, um, and then he says it went on to other matters. Because um, <laughs> so, how long can that? <laughs> okay. Well, I think here you think there, and then a scuffle ensued. This is quote: a scuffle ensued, and during the scuffle, I took the pistol from the side pocket oh, of my velveteen jacket and Uh-oh. fired. Oh, what a, a cad wearing a velveteen mm. jacket! She fell and died in an instant. I thought that was a weird detail. His velveteen jacket. I think that shows what he cares about. Like a preening, a sort of preening poser. Yeah, yeah. preening peacock. Yeah. Um, So he basically, he says, okay, I did do it, but it wasn't premeditated. I didn't invite her there in order to kill her. We just had this argument and it got out of hand and she ended up getting shot. Um, And my velveteen jacket was there all the time.
2: Did he think, was he saying that they were actually going to go to Ipswich?
0: Because that whole thing about... He doesn't talk about that in the confession. That... All he says was, I, it basically happened by mistake. Mm, I, don't no, I don't think, think it but, yeah. did. Well, He's still I know, that, it does truth? seem... He's doing a fake truth. Yeah. Um, he then recounts how he decided to bury the body in the floor of the barn. He says he took a couple of hours where he just was going like, shit, I don't know what to do. And then he was like, okay, I'm going to bury the body. Go and get a pickaxe and a shovel. Yep. He went to borrow a spade <laughs> from a local woman. However, the earth was too hard, so he had to return home for a pickaxe and a better spade to get the job done.
2: Because he had a spade all the time. Of course he had just... a
0: spade so a whole farm. So it's quite a weird confession because it's very, the details are very specific. So yeah. he's like, I went to borrow a spade, but then that, the earth was really hard, so that spade wasn't good enough. So then I had to go and get another spade. And he's really fixated on the spades. So much talk about spades. He's gentle. trying to throw us off the case. He's done something worse. He planned like it all along. I, I don't think. know, spade stealing. I don't know. <laughs> spade theft. <laughs> he's he's fraudulently sold some spades that <laughs> went his... I think he's just trying to cover it up with talk of boring spades. As for the means of death, he insisted he had no sharp objects on him. It was the pistol. Um, he says, the swelling of the neck was caused because he pulled the body across the floor by the uh, green handkerchief. That is very When specific. he was when he was moving the body and pulling her to put her in the hole. So that he says that's why it looked like she might have been strangled. But he says, I didn't stab her. He's like, oh I didn't have a sword, I didn't stab her. But you shot that's her in the head, right so like that's fine. Well, yeah. And he says then he returned the following day to wash all the blood off the floor. Wine. Swine. 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 The morning after his confession Corder was taken to the gallows to be hanged. Thousands had come to the town to see his execution Was it Bury St Edmunds still? It was held at Bury St Edmunds uh, Many came from Polstead so family oh, members yeah. of Maria Martin's to see justice done. friends but also uh, some of his family came as well and they were all crying. Others came from around East Anglia. Some came from as far as London. Most were from the labouring classes who uh, were skipping work for the day but some were, Curtis says, women from the cities wearing the latest fashionable clothing,
2: the punch drinkers.
0: Yeah, the punch, punch drinkers came. Drinking punch. So it was. It had really attracted attention Ooh. from all across society, yeah. um, and quite far and wide. People had come to see this hanging, and we know that hangings were public spectacles anyway. But this one was like a really big extra good they thought they thought extra special so that's the sad end of William Corder but it doesn't it doesn't end there that's good (laughs) because Joe's got more drinks there's another whole section a whole
2: section
0: oh yes and this is where it gets really gruesome
1: oh heck I thought stabbing
0: and no that wasn't even the gruesome bit she was swelling and they brandished her head yeah they brandished it in court it's true, but... just you're telling me, the attractive James Lee has gone, and I'm... <laughs> <his skulls. laughs> the attractive James Lee even... is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> and that's not even as bad as it's going to get. It's getting really bad. I'm going to need more cushions wow, to okay. Probably. But hang on, so what's our situation? We're, we're drinking this barley wine. Oh, but this this
1: beer was just a backup in case the punch was a horror. <laughs> this wasn't really at drink. And it was also just because I thought the punch might be a bit too highbrow. We might need to go back to the farm. Too highbrow? High well, because the punch, you know, Georgian Punch drinking it as okay. bottles. But it turned it's... out the fashionable ladies were here anyway. Yeah, yeah. but I didn't know that. So no. I thought we might need a beer. I thought two things. I thought the punch might be too squinty. And I also thought we might need a beer just because we were in a barn.
0: Are you surprised that so many were keen to see the the trial and the burial, the sorry, the were, hanging. Hangings were a big like public holiday, mm. weren't they? Always that I think was they were a thing. holiday.
2: So was... people loved
1: them. It, it yeah. was a big celebration time. You used to have to watch them if you were some walks of life, didn't you? In the Tudor times, if you were. I'm basing this on the books me and Joe read about Hilary Mantel, <laughs> Wolf Hall. No, well, and, I and don't the, read that book. I've read. You the... don't read it. I, I really love Wolf Hall, but also I was basing it on the Shardleck ones that me and Joe read. read. Why don't
2: you read Wolf Hall? I, read, I started reading it and I really, really disliked it. Well, how far did you get? It. Mm, I can't remember. It's,
0: it's a bold move to abandon a book. I know. It's a big statement. And but...
2: also when everyone in the entire world loves Wolf Hall. Maybe that they was... They all love it. Maybe that was... Maybe I should try again. Well, I
0: wonder if that's part of the problem. Like I hate when some... When it, I'm... I like have the Blair Witch project. I have the no, I liked that. But I have the heart of like a indie wanker. Because if everyone tells me I should like something, I don't like it. And yeah. I wonder if you've got that with Wolf Hall. I
2: just felt Have fun. you got
0: the heart of an Indie Wanker? Job? I think
2: I think Wolf <laughs> Hall's
1: brilliant and I think it is far better than her other books.
0: But I once looked at it,
2: I didn't read it. You're not a fan of a historical
1: no, I'm not. novels. But so. it
0: looked like there weren't proper um speech marks.
1: I'm not saying she doesn't play fast and loose with punctuation and, you know, what would be a spag test, but... Um, but isn't it hard test, to know who's talking if there's no speech punctuals. marks? Wow. Um, but uh, I also think Warfall is... Um, no, I don't think that's a problem. But I also think Waffle <laughs> is... <laughs> It's. I really enjoyed it and I also think I also really enjoyed Dracula though so we're on thin no! <laughs> but it's
0: much better it's much better written than like some of her really disturbing I'm not ones. saying I don't like Wolf Hall I haven't read it I'm just saying once I looked at it and it looked like there weren't proper um, speech marks and then I thought oh, I won't, I'll be so confused if I read this I won't understand what's happening or who's speaking that's what I thought Katie although I did read Spotting, which doesn't have any speech mm. marks and it's all in Scottish
1: He's not the only author that thinks that's all right, and
0: frankly, some have <laughs> a strange use of. Um, Joe, tell us why you hated Wolf Hall. I can't even remember. I've already said about some things I hate. Now you have to say. I, about d- I genuinely what you hate. can't
2: even remember. It was years ago. I but anyway, the hanging it. was that wasn't Wolf Hall. The hanging was
0: the
1: Shardlake ones that we've both read, and because he's a lawyer, he's often made to go and watch them.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, what? Why? Because you have to have a certain number of people, and it's part of his role. Because when does oh, he, he live? They,
2: uh, that's Tudor, Tudor times. As well. But uh, I, I do think they were hangings were like a, I mean, a public they were, celebration. But I wonder,
0: people thought. What that. do you think? Why it, catharsis? What was the deal? You that you would watch and it like Schadenfreude, Fraud? Like you'd say, "Oh, it's not me. I feel alive." Here's another man being hung. What I do also you think? think? The
1: authorities want people to watch because that's the you're supposed to have a bit of fear. That's mm-hmm. true. If yeah. I do wrong, this will happen
0: to me. Yeah. Maybe.
2: But the crowds and the drinking and... Yeah. yeah. I think
0: it was like a holiday. Just something out of the ordinary. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Well, it doesn't end there for William Corder. I find this beer very
2: strong in the mouth.
0: Well, mine's nearly gone. I've made mine go. I'm doing that rule where? <laughs> you just make it go by making it go in you faster.
2: That's
1: what he says. Once you put it in your body, your body just has to deal with it Yeah. one way or the other.
2: But I feel like my mouth is doing that job but at the same time it's slowly dying we could just we could stop we stopped before isn't it funny that this is the drink i thought you'd
0: like when you wouldn't like the other one and this is the one that won't go in but the other one was had like a the other one was like drinking like a delicious soft drink i think the other one was brilliant i'm quite i think the thing was that our first our cherry beer tasted like cherry coke yeah the second beer was like a tasty like a zesty sort of a Sprite or something, a zesty sprite. And then this one really tastes quite strongly of beer. strong beer. <laughs> Joe's drink, I've heard, is spirit based. Should we see? What Not ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I just was thinking of ghosts. No ghosts here. What would a ghost taste like? Mmm. Uh quite wispy. Yeah, wispy. I think it would taste like um. Could it be like candy
2: floss? Yes, yes, but
0: it would leave like a, a bit of a musty aftertaste.
2: Oh, like musty candy
0: floss. Because a ghost could could go through your face if it but, wanted. Depend yeah. on the ghost. Like a good ghost would leave like a good aftertaste, and a bad bitter ghost. <laughs> a bitter <of> <laughs> bit, aftertaste. A bitter ghost would leave leave a like a rancid, yeah, taste. a bit pissy, stale, a pissy rancid taste. Yeah, like whereas a good ghost would be like a wispy apple taste, fresh, fresh, yeah, fresh, lemony. <laughs> I don't think any ghost is leaving a fresh lemony taste even the best ghost ever is going to be or, a bit a bit like a pear who do you think is the best ghost ever on the ever? turn the best ghost ever it's Maria Martin telling her stepmother Anne that she's been buried in the red barn oh, that's good because I thought you could go Princess Diana
1: and I wasn't going to be happy what <laughs> She's not the best ghost ever. I know that, but I just thought you might
0: go because i why Why? Like, what like, in, what the... in your... Having know. known me, having known me since I was 15... No, I was just going to... What in my past makes you think, oh, I know who's going to choose as the best ghost ever is Princess Diana, the people's princess. Thinking. Is
2: she a well-known ghost or just a well-known dead person?
1: <laughs> I couldn't think of many famous dead people. Uh, that's where my mind went. Uh, someone that the majority of people would <laughs> think was good and therefore tasted of candy floss, but clearly
0: she doesn't taste <laughs> the candy
1: floss. So uh, that's where it happened it's
0: in my head. Quick, Finn, make a noise. Oh, your Finn won't save you now. Oh, Katie. Oh, no, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed that you thought my favourite ghost would be <laughs> Princess Diana. I didn't say favourite. I
1: don't think your favourite things are always the sweet-tasting things. I just thought who you think was good. You like cheese more than sweet.
0: Yeah, who'd be the cheesiest ghost? I can't say anything after the last one. <laughs> like a, a stinky Who, was blue. Uh, Who buried the cheese in their garden? Was it Peeps? Peeps! <laughs> <The> great <laughs> yes. fire of London. Yeah. Samuel Peeps buried what are you do? Bury the cheese. I think it was a parmesan. It was an expensive cheese He Buried a parmesan in his garden, a giant wheel of it, so that the fire wouldn't get it.
2: Then was it a fondue?
0: (laughs) (laughs) He just he Uh dug the top off and just dipped a huge baguette in there and just just shoved it in his face. (laughs) Chest freezer, in case. (laughs) If you wanted to kill someone in an unorthodox way, you could drown them in a a melted cheese. Drown them in a melted cheese, exactly. Exactly. You could put them in the giant. In their nose and their ears and stuff. Yeah, they 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 die. die. Yeah, but then be, you'd find out. There'd be out. evidence. Oh, you, I'm not thinking about evidence. I'm thinking oh, about sorry. how... I thought we were you, trying to get away with it. Still. But, I'm just, if then the... Well, cheese... you'd say that they love cheese so much, they'd gone in head first. <laughs> they'd gone mad for it. Yeah, crazy for cheese. Cheese! Just swung themselves in head first. <laughs> and you'd say, I tried to stop them, but they were so de- delicious on Cheese.
2: Would it be like in Pompeii where the people are oh. plaster cast, but it would be like a cheese cast yeah. of someone's head? It would be
0: exactly like that. Cheese cast. And you could see where the cheese went in their ears.
2: Oh, no.
0: Oh, oh. sorry. Um. <laughs> I thought that would be a fun way to die, but it turned serious. It would be
2: very cheesy and oh. quite hot.
0: <laughs> you would sizzle in a, a flaming there. That's a nightmare. Yeah. Oh God. Um. I think we should have our last drink because yeah. I'm getting onto the last bit of the story. I also think. I think we need. We just need to retain our focus just for one more part of the story. Okay. I
2: think we're very unfocused today.
0: <laughs> um, let's pause again. Okay. We're in. Oh gosh. Oh. <laughs> we do. Can I? I'll just explain. There's two flights of stairs to get up here. That's why we're out of breath. And some
1: of us have made some bad choices.
0: And some of <laughs> us are nearly 40 and have made some bad choices. <laughs> didn't say that bit. Well, that would you. Be... Chris told me today, I said, I'm not doing, I'm not worse than I was in terms of eating. And, you know, I'm still quite active. And he was like, Oh, metabolisms are just slowing yeah. down. Yeah. That's why my stomach's big. And I can't go up the stairs without getting out of breath.
1: Woohoo. There's all some Joe's new drink and enjoy <sighs> that.
0: Okay. We've got the last part of our story, and we've got a new drink, which is red in colour.
2: Red. Tell us, Joe. It is slow gin and lemonade.
0: It's really nice. But it's
2: red. And I was going for a red barn, but also red murder. Red murder. And I was thinking about the countryside Mm. and slow, like, yeah. Sort of hedginess.
0: It's really tasty.
2: Hedginess.
0: And I discovered on the way up, we've drunk Jake's Christmas drink. Yeah. It's been a scandal. But Ooh, it's, it's lovely. Nice. It's, it's really nice.
1: That's delicious. Oh, it's
0: refreshing. After really that nice. heavy, heavy barley oh, wine.
1: You will <laughs> never speak of that one again.
0: Mm. Oh, well, that's a nice drink for our last bit. We've also got some punch. So when I finish this, I'm going to get back on the punch. Now, you'll remember... I said, Isn't it all done? Are we not done? No, we know we're nowhere near we got more done. drinks and we're going again. We know like we're nowhere near done. Um, you remember the wrong end's dead. But what will happen to the wrong one now? Oh, Are we do not the life stuff. Slicing and dicing. You remember
2: slicing and dicing. Oh, his sentence. Yeah,
0: his sentence was to be hanged and resurrectionist anatomized. This is a very specific sentence, not just executed. But cut up, given over to a medical school. I think it's a
2: shaming sentence because that must have been everybody's worst fear at that time. Right. Because was it the time of the resurrectionists and the, all the grave
0: robbing? Well, I'm not really sure, but I've think. I think, them in I I think what's sure key. I think it is. I think it is too. It's a particularly harsh punishment because it meant the body could not be laid at rest through burial. Mm. And but instead. That's... And main, most people were religious. Uh and yeah, and it's also yeah, as Jo as Joe says, it's quite like a shaming thing that your body is to be cut in all to different bits and people are gonna be prodding around in there and looking at it and it's gonna be displayed to the public and it's going to be, you know, you you won't get a, a kind of a Christian burial, you won't be laid to rest. Um explaining organ don organ donors to them. And it's a very public they have liked it. A public form as well, as we'll see. And here there is a good book. I will tell you something about this one. Uh, Shane McCorriston studies this in his book, William Corder and the Red Barn Murder, Journeys of the Criminal Body. Mm. He writes that Corder's body was consumed in different ways by locals, medical professionals, metropolitan crowds, preachers, writers, ballad singers, curators... And theatre managers. The extent to which his body was carved up and his crime endlessly replayed remains astounding to this day.
2: But maybe he'd have liked that. Would he have liked the...
0: No. No. The not... The... Mm. Not... Notoriety. (laughs) (laughs) The notoriety. Yes. Yes. I'm confident now. Would he have liked the notoriety? (laughs) Um, I don't think so, no. no. Because he wasn't, if you think, he wasn't a um a serial killer type. He wasn't doing it and then kind of gloating about it. He just probably it did it was a bit of a fuck up, you know. Yeah. You think
2: he was a humble egg boiler?
0: No. I'm not saying he was a humble egg boiler, but I don't think that he necessarily would have wanted to wanted be wanted the fame. Sliced all around and yeah. yeah, and um and this then I was reading this book by Shama McCorriston. And then he's an academic. He then, I found out, also worked on a research project, which is really interesting, um, in conjunction with the Wellcome Trust, which was called Harnessing the Power of the Criminal Corpse. Mm. And you can read all about that online, and it's really interesting. There's different case studies about what happened to different criminal corpses through history. Uh, And there's loads of really amazing images as well um, on there. So... I'll put a link up to that on the website. It's really, really, really interesting. I'll just quickly mention, though, these practices, what happens to Corder's body, stems back to the Murder Act of 1752, which weirdly was passed in 1751, but it's called the Murder Act of 1752. But what that ruled was that murderers should not be laid to rest Mm. in a Christian burial, but instead they should be displayed... And their bodies displayed through practices such as gibbeting or public dissection. Mm. Do you know what gibbeting is?
2: Stringing
1: up. Your gibbets are of a chicken at the inside
0: bits, aren't they? Are they? Is that like yeah, gibbets. Gizzards. Giblets. Oh, thanks. Giblets. <laughs> thanks, Chris. And what's gizzards? <laughs> That's your neck bit oh that's your neck okay your neck um dangle. gibbeting I thought was uh, just being hung, but actually gibbeting is where after you've been hung they put your they like hang your body up for days to be seen basically so either they just hang you off the off the gallows or they hang you in a special cage and they no, just yeah, leave your body in the cages. cage or the cage might be shaped like a human and they put you in there and then everyone. Mm. but that is very very old practice yeah sure but it's no but they were doing it in that no 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 no, but they were still doing that yeah or public dissection which i think was the kind of newer version where they were like okay we'll you know it's helpful to medical science and it means that it combines punishment with Mm. this kind of scientific endeavor
2: and then there wouldn't have to be so much grave robbing as well yeah well that's
0: true because it was becoming a problem but
2: that's that's
1: the thing isn't it they made that rule that you uh, if you were poor and no one claimed your body
0: yeah then you. Guys... and if you'd
1: done a crime then you could have all that yeah
0: i think i would i don't mind if my body goes to medical science but
2: these days we're not but scared you of medical would have science
0: then. i think you would have then do you think yeah maybe i'd have been different Born in a different time. Yeah, I think My so. ideas would have been different. And also on the website what they've got, which I remember from Art History Days, which you might remember, Joe, is the final etching from the Hogarth series, The Four Stages of Cruelty. Do you remember? Mm. And so the first, they only have the final, but the first stage is like a boy kicking a dog. And then the second etching is, I can't exactly remember, but it's like a young man, like, punching a woman or something or, you know, getting in a fight. And then the third stage is the man, a bit older, killing somebody. And then the fourth stage is the very famous one which they have on the website, which is the body of the guy on a, like a a physician's table Mm. uh, with lots of doctors all around him and they're like pulling out his intestines and stuff, sausages. I
2: love Hogarth.
0: Yeah, it's really good.
2: And that is the, like a, a theatre yeah, exactly, exactly. because it was a spectacle.
0: Exactly. So it was designed as punishment and uh, as shaming and as uh, probably it wasn't really a deterrent. We know the death sentence doesn't deter anyone really from doing any killing, but it was it was a, a it was for the people that were still alive mm. to it was a revenge for their family and it was not a nice. justice mm. they saw as this was like even once you were dead, the horrible things were still happening to you. So, back to Corder. He'd had this sentence. To be anatomized and dissected. The process for Corder's body began just an hour or so after he was hung. The body was cut down and taken to Bury St Edmund's Shire Hall. It was laid out to suffer the first cuts. From throat to abdomen, revealing all his muscles. The head and face were shaved... Trousers and stockings were left on, but all other garments removed. It's good he these sort of stockings.
2: Important.
0: Very important. And then the many hundreds of interested public took their turn to file past the body of Corder.
2: Once it had already been cut in? Yes,
0: exactly. Right. So this was the first part of the dissection punishment that all the, the people that had watched him be hung could come past the body and look at it all split open in this sort of horrible state. In fact, the Norwich and Bury Post reported that over 5,000 people queued to see the body that day.
2: 5,000? God,
0: that's really, really twisted. Yeah. Um, at 6pm, the crowds were ushered out and casts were taken for the production of Death Masks, mm. which was a big thing they used to do. I don't think they do it anymore.
2: Mm. I want one. Oh, okay. We're not
0: doing that. Well, you don't have to do it, but you can get a, someone else to no. do it. Why? Because <laughs> that's really creepy. I Why? Why? I like Just the idea make, of Death Masks. You, your face what now? do you
2: want to when ha- it? Just sits in a house or
1: something. What, so Chris is forever looking at your face for the rest of his life? Well, I yeah. Show come around we like, oh, there's Ruthie. we will all talk Yes, to her. great. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it should I think be like. I would much rather have a séance and talk to you properly than talk to a weird. Okay, Oh, fine. we can make a mask of your face now.
0: No, but I don't want the tubes up my nose. I hate it when you because yes, you yes, have no, to. I, I know, know you, I know, I know. You, you know. might faint. I won't like oh, it inside oh, we'll the a cluster of in Paris. Now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just the body. Also, this is not the body, but another interesting note that shows the frenzy around the case there's this whole mania around it pieces of the rope from the gallows were cut up and sold as souvenirs yes. from the event god that's morbid yes but it was this huge amazing thing that people were, couldn't get enough of it everyone wanted a souvenir everyone wanted to say I was there I saw it happened I saw the body I saw the hanging I have this rope the following day further horrors were visited upon the body a surgeon named Mr Creed Ooh. was in charge of proceedings
2: he sounds a Roman mm.
0: You think everyone sounds a wrong one.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was before we met James Lee, and that was. Yeah, I was the one man by James Lee.
0: Mr. Creed, Curtis reports, was joined by a group of medical students from Cambridge University. Woo-hoo. They get everywhere. Yeah, they do. Rumours went around the town that the students had brought with them. A galvanizing battery. Oh, they're going to Frankenstein bring him... him. They're going to Frankenstein him. Is that what galvanizing batteries do? Mm, well,
2: I don't it's... know. I'm not sure, but it could be. It
0: sounds like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's quite so extreme, but it meant that uh, as the body was dissected, they would basically attach the battery to different muscles in the body and then they would watch what the effects were when you put an yeah. electrical current through the muscles and, like, which, you know, if you zap this one muscle does the arm fling up if you do this thing what happens to the legs you know that kind of thing
2: that is all useful knowledge well i
0: suppose but it's one step away from frankenstein (laughs) what if they had frankensteined him
2: then we'd all be screwed
0: yep He'd He'd have gone
2: back for Anna and Thomas, Thomas Just a a tiny
0: five foot four, angry, flayed open little man. (laughs) Oh, I'm so cross. Where are my glasses? Where are my eggs? You you spoiled my eggs. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine that's how he talks. And I'm already wearing a dressing gown, and (laughs) it's (laughs) all. Yes, still in his dressing gown just stockings so various other things were done to the body they cut it all up they did bits we can see evidence of some of the things that were done to the body in an exhibit case at the Moises Hall Museum in Bury St Edmunds Mm. I haven't been I haven't been either I hear good things do you yeah well we should all go they've got a whole case of exhibits I'll tell you some of them. One of them is the mole prod, oh. the spud, the spud, the mole spud. The very same. They... they say they claim it's the very same spud wow. because it was brought out as evidence oh, at the and trial. Be in the police. So they've got various bits of evidence from the trial. One of which is the mole spud. One of which is they've got the pistols.
2: Have they got the eggs? <laughs>
0: the eggs were not taken into custody
2: oh it could have been evidence though
0: (laughs) so that's you know they've got that but it gets more gruesome so they've got a copy of the death mask in a a, i guess ceramic is that what they cast them in pastor of paris pastor of paris now we get more gruesome they've got a piece of william corder's scalp with the right ear still attached oh and a bit of stubble is visible on the scalp, and apparently some people have said, "Hang on, we were told he was shaved that very time. Yes, we time. heard he was shaved. Why is there stubble on his scalp? It's because as the scalp dried out, it shrank a bit, oh. and the stubble was revealed of the roots of the hair. I'm
1: not okay. With I'm that.
0: sorry, Katie. Oh, That's it's like a bad time for Katie. Head. That's like oh, the God. pig's head. Just oh God, sit
1: my delicious gin, and sit in this corner.
0: Is that on display? Yeah, it's most. <laughs> <laughs> I bet the kids fucking love it yeah can you imagine yeah, yeah, I, if I was a child growing up in Barry St Edmunds I'd have been looking at that every Saturday <laughs> looking Ooh, at the stubbles. stubble
2: stubble in an
0: ear stubble in an ear I'd have said oh and I'd every time someone came past and they were like but I don't understand why they're stubble, because I thought they shaved him. I'd say, oh, it's because it's because the skin, the, it all shrank and it, the roots came out. I've would been so happy to tell people that. This is why Princess Diana isn't my favourite ghost.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know she's not, but I'm just, just trying to think of
0: collective knowledge. Who would be a favourite ghost? Now, the most macabre of all, I think, they have got a book bound in Corder's tanned skin. Ooh.
1: What? Have yes, they?
0: George Creed, the surgeon, the one who was overseeing yeah. the process, he created it himself shortly after the whole business. Mm. The book in question, James Curtis's account of the whole sorry tale. Oh That's no way! Done in his own skin. Yes. That's well, bad. it was. It's not just one copy. That would be very cool. But it was published, and James uh, and Dr. Creed found one. Found one skin. up in the skin of. Wow. William Corder. And that's on display. Gosh, that's dark. Yes, quite
1: skin dark. It is just leather. It's true, but to have a, an account of your own life and your own
0: wrong Your own, exactly, your own, skin. Skin. Your own trial. Um, and also what they've got is a little, it looks like a little wooden shoe. And it's, I a think clock. it's a snuff box, but it's it's carved out of wood from the red barn. Oh. So the red barn became polstered And the Red Barn became a kind of pilgrimage site Mm. for loads of souvenir hunters and true crime fans. And they all flocked in. And the Red Barn, they took bits of it away as souvenirs. And it became basically derelict because people were like, I'll take a bit of wood, I'll take a bit Ah. of tile, I'll take a bit of stone. um, Until it was just falling down, essentially. What's also sad on that topic... Of posted as Maria Martin's remains were buried again after they'd been exhumed, but they were devoured as well by De- an eager and greedy public. Devoured. Well. As in, they came and took them. Not the remains, but um, all the souvenir hunters and the interested public came to visit the scene of the murder, and they also came to visit the site of Maria Martin's grave, and they started over the years chipping away at her gravestone. Until nothing was left, people really? were chipping away God, little bits, and so now there's just a wooden bit. Sad, isn't it?
1: That's even here hunting to the.
2: Yeah, and not in a good way.
0: Kind it's a bit of far. glad
2: that true crime was such a thing then.
0: It was always a thing.
2: Because it's such a big thing now, isn't
0: yeah. it? But I mean, it just shows you the the kind of morbid fascination. Yeah. With that, I mean, we're no better. But I don't think I'd chip away at a gravestone. No. I'd probably just take a photo of it.
1: But I think that's the other thing is <laughs> they don't have photos. Yes, and that you can't do a sketch then. Do a nice sketch. But nowadays we. Could take a photo or could just say, We'll come back here again because travel's so
0: easy and at the time if you go i don't know i'm not trying to justify it i just trying to. no it's just it's um it's really the kind of level of fascination with a case Mm. is crazy isn't it that the thousands came for the hanging they all looked at his body then they went to upholstered where it happened and they took bits Mm. of the barn and they took the gravestone and they kind of Mm. yeah and my last little thing that i have to tell you is about the ultimate end of william corder's body so all this business happened to him his skeleton, once his all bits of his body had been taken off, the scalp, the skin, blah, blah, blah. Uh, his skeleton was articulated, you know, all joined up. Yeah. It was used as a teaching aid in West Suffolk Hospital, which is where Creed was based. It was then moved to be exhibited in the Hunterian Museum in the Royal College of Surgeons mm. in London, where it was apparently rigged up to point to a donations box to encourage contributions. <laughs> so... <laughs> there was someone writing about it in the 50s And they say it basically There was an ingenious contraption Which meant when someone approached The mm. arm of the skeleton would like Lift and point at the donations box <laughs> To try and make you put money in
1: oh, funny. Somehow
0: I guess the floor was weighted Or something I don't know However in 2004 after five years Of lobbying by a descendant Of William Corder The bones were removed and at last Cremated
2: Oh, no.
0: so he eventually was kind of disposed of in the way that we might want to be
2: gosh but that was his punishment wasn't it yeah that said. was his
0: punishment but think of all that so so the murder there's
1: a of other skeletons in TV schools as well and stuff that
2: yeah
0: that aren't sure but i think it's if you can identify them Yeah. Then you may have a descendant, but if a lot of them, you won't be able to identify who it was. It was just that he was particularly famous, so his remains were famous, um, and he has yeah gone on to be an exhibit in many many ways and poor old Maria mm-hmm. who didn't do anything to deserve it has no, kind of become a bit become of an exhibit famous.
1: do we know about second wife
0: oh yeah Mary Moore I don't know second I hope wife. I don't know anything about Mary Moore I hope she was okay well she came to visit him in
1: prison so she obviously wasn't yeah what happened to her she
0: wasn't what uh, totally very
1: not. sensible no uh, I meant like broken <laughs> by the situation she didn't like go to pieces after the first bit
0: but I imagine she is hounded if well she'd not only known, known him three weeks that's true that's true <laughs> You're not going to be that disappointed, are you? I mean, that's, ha, huh, who, uh, this story, that's a whole other thing. Like, God, in what scenario, what choices do you have as a woman if you're marrying someone mm. you met three weeks ago? And you're not it's not important. great. It's not great, is it? So. But also, what was he up to? Well, he that... probably just wanted to settle down. Mm-hmm. You're frowning, you're frowning at each well, other. Well, because the woman
2: that wanted to settle down with him, he shot her. Well, no,
0: but he says that was a mistake. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, oh, I don't know. He planned it. Probably he did plan it, because he did okay. say she should dress as a man,
2: yeah. which is very and odd. And that the police were coming for her.
0: Oh. So
2: which doesn't seem plan. to have
0: been true at all. No. And it's weird. A but plan. It's, isn't it interesting? Mm. Yeah. So much interesting stuff. Really interesting. Yeah. I was very excited about it all. Well, There's a lot going on there. Yeah, too much. And the red
2: barn is like a... Uh, oh. Yeah.
0: You can just imagine it glowing. Ooh.
2: Ooh. I imagine it is one of those sort of American shaped
0: barns. An American shaped barn. I know
2: that it's not but that's how I think no, it I it's the shape
0: of an American sort, barn. Sort
2: of curvy. Yeah. Curvy, a curvy barn.
0: <laughs> but what's what's an English barn?
2: More pointed okay. black and just up
0: and like triangular.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, well I've seen a I've seen the picture of the barn. How does it look? American. Um It's got a pointy bit, but it's got some side non-pointers. So it's like square sides, pointy middle.
2: And red doors.
0: No, red tiles. Well, I imagine red doors. Well, (laughs) red with the blood of Maria Martin. Oh, dear. Red with the blood of booze. That booze was red. That booze was delicious. So I think that's the end of the story. And what have we learned? Oh, God, not this. Do we we always have to learn? Yeah. Okay, tell me what you've learned one thing each
1: that if you're a murderer you will be chopped up and that
0: is your um your just fate
1: yeah i probably shouldn't have gone first that wasn't the best
0: learning i'm gonna think it's not really true in this day and age anyway well mine
2: is if you've murdered someone don't focus on eggs okay (laughs) or or the thing about tell
1: one big lie don't tell yeah that's a good
0: one that was my lie. that was my thing but we, uh-huh. we're you're teaching it. us. Okay, fine. That's um, how this works. Mine is going to be if you kill someone and bury them, don't fucking ask someone to borrow a spade. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Or be seen with a pickaxe. Yeah, hide it under a cloak.
2: What a, thing. <coughs> what a dick.
1: Or don't, well, the other thing we can learn is don't answer adverts to be someone's wife. In a pastry shop. Yeah. In Fleet Street.
2: Don't go in a pastry shop. No, like terrible pasties. lesson. Okay. Always go in a pastry shop. But don't look at any
0: adverts. Yeah, never look. Okay. So enough Ooh. lessons. It's too many already. The adverts. Too many lessons. All the other lesson could be. <laughs> what?
2: Where were the eels? Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> remember eels. Never remember eels. Katie and Joe are paying me both fifty pounds to go in the eel box. <laughs> Uh, And that will be the end of it. (laughs) There we go then. That was the story of the murder of Maria Martin and the trial and horrifying dissection of William Corder. I hope you enjoyed the story. We have more coming in uh, future days, but it will be in a slightly different format. Um, I'm going to just bring you some snippets of strange tales of the Fens, um, strange stories about some of the folk of East Anglia. Um, sadly, I won't have any anyone with me, but I will certainly have a drink. Uh, or two drinks, Chris will be here with me as well. um, And no doubt Vinny will get involved. So do please check back because we'll have um, we'll have a few more little bits and pieces for you in the coming days to keep you company uh, in your isolation. And do have a look at the website, ruthistranger.co.uk. Do follow on your podcast apps and all those sorts of things. And uh, do look after yourselves during this difficult time.